Hey folks, my name is Ike Morgan and we are down in Alabama. Now, we're literally down in Alabama covering as much news as we can from Lookout Mountain to Mobile Bay. And Down in Alabama is also the name of our show. We spend about three to five minutes daily going over a handful of news and culture stories that are a mix of the top stories and maybe the most overlooked stories and sometimes just the most Alabama stories of the day. Now, there's not a strict definition of what the most Alabama stories of the day are, but you know them when you see them. So y'all come on by and give us a listen. And bring a sense of humor, because we take the news seriously, but not ourselves. The show is called Down in Alabama, and we're available wherever you listen to your podcasts. For AL.com, I'm Ben Flanagan. This is Outbreak Alabama, stories from a pandemic. When we had our creative team together, we point blank said from the get-go, we would not play off of the pandemic at all, just because it's a touchy subject and just point blank rude. Today we hear from Nick Bryan, owner and operator of Nightmare at 3008, a haunted house and Halloween attraction in Fultondale, Alabama. Nightmare at 3008 is one of at least 15 haunted houses that will remain open in Alabama this year despite the COVID-19 pandemic. It opened in late September and will remain open through Halloween. There's even a not-so-scary kids day happening October 18th and a sensory awareness day on October 11th. Nightmare at 3008 was created in 2012, and every year it donates a portion of their profits to Children's of Alabama Childhood Cancer Research. They're located at 2015 Decatur Highway in Fultondale, where they bought a property previously occupied by a bowling alley. Attractions include the Underground, the Witch's House, and Sketchy's Toxic Candyland. And while the owner describes his place as an aggressive haunt, they will abide by COVID guidelines, including a mask requirement, temperature checks, and social distancing. I spoke to owner Nick Bryan about operating a haunted house during the pandemic debating whether or not to incorporate the virus in the creative planning, and coming up with new ways to stay scary and safe with so many restrictions in place. My name is Nick Bryan, hometown Fultonelle, Alabama, and I own a roofing and remodeling business. So you are one of at least 15 haunted houses that will remain open in Alabama this year. When did you decide that you would stay open, and what ultimately led to that decision? Uh, I don't really know exactly what the date was whenever we decided we want to stay open. We knew we wanted to be open from the get-go, but we uh, approached the county with a plan, and the county adjusted our plan by a little bit, and then we was told we was able to stay open. What did that involve exactly, just sort of like logistically contacting the county, the plan that you had for them, how they may have uh, requested that you change it up a little bit? What what exactly did that entail? Uh, we wrote a plan that we was going to make everybody go with social distancing, wear, wear your uh, mask, and then take temperatures whenever you come onto the property. And then that way you can be noted in the state that you, are, you have a good temperature and can come onto the property. Right. And you have COVID guidelines in place, like mask requirement, temperature checks, like you just mentioned, social distancing, plus a health questionnaire and a haunt waiver. What What is a haunt waiver and how will it be different with uh, all these rules in place, like compared to what it's normally like? Well, we're normally an aggressive haunt and meaning that we're a full contact haunt. And so with the haunt waiver, that's, it covers that is our typical waiver. And then we added in the, the COVID rules to it as well. 
and just to state that you know that you're coming at your own risk onto the end of the property. I see. And, and can you be a little more specific? What do you mean by an aggressive haunt? As far as an aggressive hunt means that in our hunt, you walk through our scenes versus past our scenes. You are part of the scene. So you may get someone to ask you to dance or you may get bumped into. You can't ever tell what's going on in here. Like I said, that's what the, the pros to a touch hunt versus like you're going through a museum. So you're actually part of the show. In terms of like this aggressive haunt and this experience, what do you think it is that people really like about an aggressive haunt? Like, why is it scary and why is that so much fun for people? Well, one, it's the difference in when you're told outside that you may be touched, you may not be touched. It's the anticipation of going around the curve to know whether or not what you're going into next. And on our behalf, we send people six, six people in at a time anyhow. And so we like to, uh, Keep, keep the show personal and our scenes aren't just big wide open scenes. We're big enough for a wheelchair to go through, but we don't have it, uh, extremely large for you to, uh, walk beside one another. And so you don't know whether or not if somebody's right around the curve and it's fixing to be in your face or if there's somebody going to be right, around, you know, what you're coming on to next. It's just the anticipation level on being told that you may be touched. You may not be touched through the whole thing. You may not be brushed against. You may be not touched with a prop, may touched with anything, but you don't have that option of knowing until you're done. Can you describe the house for me a little bit? Like, is this a pop-up structure or is this an, an existing piece of property? It's an existing piece of property. It was a bowling alley here in Fultonville, built in uh, the 60s. And then we bought it, remodeled, took all the bowling lanes out. And everything that was a 16-lane bowling alley is all haunted house. When you first come into the door of the haunted house, you go into the left and you go into a, a haunt that we call the underground, which was supposed to pop the with it thing time. You go through that one, you come back into the front part of the haunted house part, and you queue up in front of what we call the witch's house. And then you go through the witch's house, come out the back door, and then you get in line to go into the woods, which is Sketchy's Toxic Candyland. How do you stay scary while adhering to CDC guidelines? Like, the reality of a pandemic is pretty scary unto itself, but I wonder, does any of this work in your favor? Um, I'm not really going to say it works in our favor because, like I said, those of us that are wearing their masks and all the time, some folks are taking it and, and making light of the situation of being gory, having their gore makeup on, and then putting a corona mask over it because it's just so they can follow the rules. And so I tell folks, even if you're not going to get scared, you're still here for entertainment. You're going to get a show. So it has not made it easy on us by no means on trying to follow these rules, but it's, we're making it happen. Yeah, and you kind of mentioned this just a second ago. There there are countless horror movies that involve pandemics, right? Like with respect to the reality of this virus and, and obviously the many people who have passed away from it, it's obviously something that impacts everyone on the planet, whether or not they actually contract it. And I just wondered, how might that play out this Halloween when it comes to like COVID costumes or even haunted houses like yours that might incorporate the pandemic theme? Like, was that ever on the table to incorporate a pandemic theme creatively or will you stick to what you already had planned? No, sir. Well, like I said, we, when we had our creative team together, we point blank set from the get go, we would not play off of the pandemic at all just because it's a touchy subject and just point blank rude at our show here. We're all original. There's no movie characters, no movie cast, nothing like that that you're going to come in contact with. It's all original. And so we had one of our uh, actors that come in and said, hey, can we do you know a scene about the coronavirus? I'm like, absolutely not. 
there's no sense in trying to play off a, a true end of the world pandemic. You know what I'm saying? And how long have you been doing this? Uh, we've been in the haunted house business for nine years. Okay. And, and why did you want to get into the haunted house business? Was this something that you were interested in before you got into it? Like, did you like going to haunted houses or is this something nine years ago that, that you suddenly got in, interested in? Yeah, we've all, my family's been interested in haunted houses forever. And like I said, we've always been a Halloween family. As far as we would go to Gatlinburg and as we call it, spook the streets, we would actually dress up as characters and get into displays in front of stores in Gatlinburg and then go from there to the fact I said one year, hey, let's run a haunted house. And then once we open up the haunted house, it's what we've never looked back. And so my my youngest child was really raised working Halloween versus ever really getting trick or treat. Halloween is coming, and I've heard a lot of people say they're going to trick or treat anyway. Obviously, people are going to try to experience Halloween as safely as they can, but they still want the full on Halloween experience. Do you anticipate this still being a good season despite covid and everything do you think people who want to go to haunted houses are still going to go to haunted houses what are you what are you anticipating oh definitely i said uh, i think that there's too many people that have got past the point of caring really it's bad to say but we've our, we've broke records every night that's been open. and then as far as trick-or-treating we're actually doing a trick-or-treating version of the hunt during the daytime this coming up sunday due to Folks, we've done it in the past, but this year versus you being able to get candy from every scene, you're going to get goodie bags that are pretty pre-bagged to where you don't have multiple people reaching into the same basket and get back to get candy and all like that. What are you going to miss this year? Like, what's something that COVID is taking away from your place and, and what your customers would normally experience? Just the free range of hanging out and doing what all they what all ever they want as far as coming into the parking lot and being able to move around freely as they want and us having our queue line actors out there being their normal selves to where now they're trying to social distance as much as they possibly can which you got some customers that just ain't, ain't about it they're past the point of of caring and they're going to do treat it just like it was treated last year or the year before but those of us in the are trying we're trying to you know what i'm saying Thank you for taking some time and, and good luck to you. All right. Appreciate you, buddy. If you or anyone you know is affected by coronavirus and want to share your story, please email bflanagan at al.com. That's B-F-L-A-N-A-G-A-N at al.com. For all of our coverage on the outbreak and how it continues to impact Alabama, visit al.com slash coronavirus. If you like the show, please rate us and write a review. Thank you for listening.